Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. So we weren't able to get our almighty tech guru on on Tech Thursday for a variety, a plethora of reasons. But however, he has decided to still grace us this month with his gift of all things tech. And so we welcome back Burton Kelso of Integral. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. I've got to give you a little shout out in my introduction just to let you know that, yeah, the once a month interactions we've had over the past four or five years have uh, been wonderful. Uh, It really warms my heart uh, to be a part of your show. And uh, I just want to throw that out there, you know. I know uh, scheduling sometimes is a challenge, but, yeah, it's a joy to talk to you every month. It's not that bad, really. You know, and then you've you kind of blown up and, and, you know, just gone national, international and everything like that, you know. So oh I, I'm goodness. just humbled. And it's just so insignificant to him that he's lost track of time. It's been almost seven years. Has it been seven years? Almost 2017. Oh, I have lost track. That's when we started the show. Yeah. That's amazing. But I mean, but that's that's a testament to you and your commitment, or maybe you need to be committed. I don't know. But anyway, testament to your commitment to our cause here at G's Power Hour, and and we are blessed. Seriously, very seriously. You know, you know, we kid around a lot, but. Seriously, we are blessed that you take the time out to, you know, impart the knowledge and and keep us on the right track with all things tech. So that being said, there's a lot of stuff to get to. So I'm just going to let you go ahead and start with your stuff because I don't want to pull you off track like I usually do. So that's what we got. So the big thing that we have to worry about this week is um, National Day of Unplugging, or excuse me, let me back up. Global Day of Unplugging is March 1st through 2nd. And ah, that's Friday. I, okay, first yeah. Friday and Saturday. I know. Friday evening is when it starts, and then it ends on Saturday evening. So, of course, the whole idea when the move had started some years ago is to get people to disconnect from technology for a 24-hour period. Can you believe that? Uh-huh. You, wow. Oh, my God. You, I, this, you, I, I don't know. Well, you know, I have no problem. I just actually came back from buying a couple more plants. So, you know, I just, I've got other stuff I can focus on, you know. Right, I get it. 
people getting my house like in order, crazy. other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. People act like you're crazy when you try to disconnect from technology. But obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously. A lot of people don't realize that technology is just designed to be addictive, even more so mm-hmm. now than I think than we started collaborating seven years ago. I mean, well, definitely. Uh, every device. Every device, every app is just designed to get you to, like, glue back into the tech. And it's becoming harder and harder. And I think even with young minds, uh, when you talk about kids and technology, uh, it's harder uh-huh. and harder to pull them off their devices. So there needs to be a day of recognition to at least get people to unplug for an hour or two to make well, sure that they're using technology to interfere with their health. Well, that that means I got to pull you off track. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, and this is this is relevant, sort of. All right. So I don't know how much you keep up with what goes on in our beautiful, lovely, but unfortunately um, veering off the, the, the deep end state of Florida. Um, our governor is is trying to, and our legislators are trying to put into um, action into law where. Uh, young people will not be able to have access to social media. Well, that's oh, not a bad thing. Well, that's okay. Bad thing. I, okay. But I get what It should be parental well, choice rather than government. That's my thought. I mean, and, and granted, we got some kind of tacky, awful parents um, sometimes. Um, I was blessed. I, I truly was. Because the thing is, you know, at the time that I was growing up, the big fear was, oh, my God, there's television. What is television going to do to bending the minds uh, of these kids? And, you know, my thinking is, in eat, what, whether it's social media, television, radio, whatever the case is, you have to have parents that are willing and able to interact with the kids. Because if they don't blame or have conversations about what's going on on the television or on social media, then it doesn't really matter. You have the the kids always at some point have to be engaged with the parents. So, um, you know, cause I don't know if you, if you had had that law around during the time of COVID where the kids were out of school, you know, how are they going to interact with their, their friends? Yeah, and uh, I think the big thing with parents and technology is the fact that parents are using technology as a babysitter, so it's no big deal to let their be interacting with their friends for hours upon end. It gives parents times to, uh, what do they call that word, Uh, to play grown-up. You know, it's just, um, it's just, I think also two parents are, are afraid of saying they don't know technology. And so they just give it to their kids because they think they're supposed to. But, um, you know, obviously parents need to sit down with their kids and explain what the rules are when it comes to technology. So let me ask you, um, you have two kids, um, Uh boys. Um, What if this was in place for yours in terms of, no uh no social media accounts oh well they just recently obtained them but yeah um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a big deal to me and i you know it's nothing that they're missing out on social media 
So, um, yeah, I know of my stepdaughter that that was the case too, was no social media, just making sure they're staying away from all the negativity that people could be saying about them online. But I think they're better off that we've waited a little bit longer than most parents when it comes to social media. So, um, yeah, it's a need. Right, I understand. Um, I, I mean, because I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying that, uh, you know, they should have, you know, free-for-all access. You know, maybe there should be some restrictions. I think there should be a balance because I think, I, you know, for me, and I'm, I've just started recently working uh, with my uh, church's school aftercare program. Um, sometimes you need to have some things uh, in common to relate to with the kids, right? Oh, definitely. Uh-huh. And, and so a lot of that does occur or happen via social media. So I'm not sure if, if it's a good idea to take it all away. That's just my Well, thought. at the very least, I think smartphones and social media shouldn't be allowed in schools. Uh, kids and parents, well, I shouldn't say kids, uh, teachers, still need to fight that drawn-out battle as far as getting kids to pay attention to the curriculum versus being on their smart devices. But, um, I mean, but mental-wise, kind of got it because, you know, with social media, it's just that dopamine chase of kids scrolling and looking at things that just plug into their minds and keep them tuned in. So, you know, realistically, I'm kind of on the fence, but I understand overall uh, ultimately, it's going to be what parents allow their kids to do uh, as far as technology in their homes. Yeah, and then I guess also, too, my my thinking is you have to wonder who, you know, I I, I need to look further into the makeup of the uh, our legislators uh, up there to see, you know, who's really uh, trying to put this out there, you know, is it the traditional good old boy networkers or, or is it something else? So, but anyway. Yeah, um, I think the intentions are good, to be honest with you, but at the same time, uh, it's one of those things where you just kind of have to be realistic and maybe go to the software manufacturers, but that's a hopeless battle because their goal is to make money when it comes to technology. So I think ultimately in the end, like anything in life, it's going to have to come down to parents. And I think that's why with yeah, National Day of Unplugging, they've realized that we've just got to start a movement to make people more aware of the dangers of technology use and social media and why they should limit kids what they, um, what they do with their devices. But it has to come from the home. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and then the, the, the bottom line, too, if we have parents who are struggling to, you know, figure out what the best thing is for their kids technology-wise, we need to have resources available for them to turn to to be able to, to help put that structure in place, too. Right. Because Exactly. It, yeah, because like I said, you we, you know a lot of us are growing up in in different eras. In my era, it was television. It had nothing to do. There were no computers for just playing folks at that time. 
you know. Right. Yeah. So but, um, with that being the, said, what what are your suggestions for for the unplugging thing? What'd you say? Go ahead. No, I was saying, um uh, with that being said, what is your what are your suggestions for um how we um handle or manage or implement this um unplugging weekend? Right. So with Global uh, Day of Unplugging, probably some of the best things to do to help you unplug for uh, 24 hours or, or four hours is to turn off those alerts on your devices. So the first thing you want to do is to make sure your favorite social media app or app isn't just popping up alerts making you tune back in. Um, sometimes it's better to also just uh, hide your phone, but before you do that, if it's important for work, you need to set up uh, email an email, um, not reminder, I'm trying to think of the word for it. You need to send email messages where it's got the autoresponder. It sends a message to your friends saying that you're going to be away from your devices. And then also to uh, set the example for your kids, just make sure that they are on their devices and use your built-in parental controls to limit what they do. And, again, the whole idea is not to just do a day of it is to rethink how you're using technology at home and at work so that you can reduce the amount of technology that you have to use day to day. So well, I mean, the other thing too is maybe you know it doesn't hurt necessarily to go back to other forms of communication. Hey, you know, uh you, you can't get on a computer, can you pick up the phone still? Can you maybe, uh, you know, in preparation for this weekend and you got something that you you want to discuss, can, you know, or you just want to connect with somebody, can you drop a note into the mail or something like that? Just, you know, different ways to say, hey, you know, we, we, we still can keep in touch and we don't necessarily have to use social media to do it. Right. I agree. I mean, using old school methods is uh, kind of a great way to make things happen, so – uh, yeah, rather than sending emails, send a note to somebody and um, keep it old school. Pick up the phone and call rather than sending a text message. Uh, there's different ways that uh, you can get rid of technology uh, and stay connected with people. So, Well, I, I personally would like to say, hey, y'all, why don't you right now go ahead and and do a note uh, that you have to send through the mail. And the reason I say that, because we got kids that don't know how to, and, and in my day it was called back an envelope, or let's just say an address on the envelope. They don't know where the return, you know, how to do the return address. They don't know how, now how to do the mailing address. Uh, it, it, I mean, seriously, I've, I've seen it <laughs> up close and personal, and I'm like, really? You don't know how to do this? And it was something that, that I've always known, because, like, I had a pen pal growing up that I met in the Bahamas, and she lived in in London. And so, you know, for a while we kept in touch. And so I had to know how to address the envelope and how to uh, do the salutation and the letter and all that type of stuff, you know, as a kid. But there are kids out there that don't know how to do any of that stuff. So this might be a good time to learn how to do that. Oh, I agree, yeah. The whole day is designed to get kids to do things that are non-electronic. So writing a letter to Grandma or Mima or Papa would be a good thing to do 
as well as uh, other stuff such as taking walks in nature and uh, just making sure you're doing anything but picking up your tech devices. So I think your exactly. I think your suggestion is great. So we're going to take a quick break. We're here with Burton Kelso in a role. We yes, we're doing Tech Wednesday. And if you have questions or comments, the number is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with the mighty tech guru, Burton Kelso of Integral. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. So continue, Burton. I'm sorry I interrupted. I wanted you to talk about the AT&T outage. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I I understand that it it wasn't anything malicious, apparently. Um, But you know, I mean, that's another one of those cases I think where, okay, so the phone is off or maybe you, I don't know if it was just phones or if it was Internet. Um, I do understand, though, it did impact some um, law enforcement agencies. So uh, what do you know about it and what would have been, I guess, a workaround um, or where do you think the failure was? Well, it had to have been an internal failure of uh, either um, internal equipment and some of those technology that are way above my head. But it affected it, it affected about 74,000 people across the U.S., but that isn't clear because they're, that's just the ones that were reported in. But uh, it's really not clear how many people were affected by the outage last week. And, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, it's not always a cyber attack that things do happen with technology that are inconvenient. Now, some of the ways that you can prevent problems is, number one, most smartphones have the ability to do wireless calling. So if you're an AT&T customer, T-Mobile, even Verizon customer, you can set up your phone connected to your home or office Wi-Fi, and you can continue to make and receive calls with, without an issue. So, I mean, the good thing is is that it was only AT&T cellular network and just not their Internet network altogether. The next thing you can do is maybe the time to start setting up either a WhatsApp or a Google Voice phone number to make ingoing and outgoing calls. Obviously, it's not going to be from the number that you call from, but it will be 
it will give you the capability to make calls. Now, unfortunately, if you do use WhatsApp or Google Voice, you do need to be connected. Initially, you need to be connected to a cellular network, but also these services allow you to use Wi-Fi. So although you may not be able to drive down the road while making calls, you can stop at your local, your favorite local coffee shop and continue to make uh, phone calls. But I think overall, we always need to plan for technology failing, and and get in, and we need to get into this mindset that our tech devices are going to fail. Doesn't matter if your smartphone falls uh, out of your pocket and gets run over, or falls in a body of water, or if your phone just fails uh, altogether. You just have to have different methods that you can use as a backup, just in case another outage like this occurs. Okay, speaking of outages, I I want to talk to you about CB radios. Okay, we kind of mentioned this before when we were talking about hurricanes and stuff like that. A lot of people, younger people especially, don't know what the heck a CB radio is. Um, So first of all, can we talk about what a CB radio is, how it works, and why in a pinch it's probably the go-to and in, in some, in, you know, especially in, um, I guess you could say emergency scenarios. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Right. So CB, which stands for Citizens Band Radio, is basically uh, a radio antenna that allows to receive radio waves and then it uh, takes those radio waves and converts them into uh, radio frequency signals. I mean, it breaks down with a CB radio that it you've got different frequencies that you can tune into, and if you're on the similar frequency with someone else, then you can communicate back and forth. So the network is already set up, but the challenge is, is that uh, we're in an age now where more people rely on smartphones than we do an actual CB radio. But it is um, still used by a majority of uh, truckers across the country but then also there are CB radio apps that you can use that can mimic that frequency, and you can send messages back and forth from your app to other people that are still using CB radios. So that obviously would be a good um, that would be a good alternative also, as opposed to using Google Voice or WhatsApp, is to utilize a smartphone app that can take advantage of the uh, radio waves with CB radio. Then I forget, too, that most law enforcement and emergency responders use CB radio, too. Okay. So you don't want to get on there and abuse it, but it may be a, a good thing to have just in case. I mean, we've got situations, for example, going on in the West with the fires and whatnot. Um, you know, so you don't know really what you usually rely on, whether or not it works, and sometimes it's it's good to have those. So is there in anything in particular that you, you want to look for when you're purchasing a CB radio? Um, in today's age, it's like, where in the heck are you going to find one? So obviously Radio Shack is gone where we all used to get it. But um, Amazon, I was going to say Amazon probably would be the best place to go because uh, normally with Amazon, their review system is pretty good. So um, if you go on, you can immediately tell which ones are the popular and the best 
based on the reviews. And we both know that Amazon does a pretty decent job of making sure that their reviews are le- legitimate as opposed to the bogus ads that are or pro- even products, because sometimes that's what you have to worry about um, as far as Amazon is concerned. Now, you don't necessarily want to only rely on pricing when it comes to CB radios. Again, you just want to make sure that you're looking at the reviews to find out if it's going to be the right device for you or not. And the reason I say Amazon, again, there's no um, there's no radio shacks or stores don't sell them anymore. You're going to more just have to get online and find out which one's going to be the best one for you. Because the price range for CB radios can range anywhere from 30, 43 bucks all the way up to like 170 bucks. But I think Cobra is like the top brand out there. Uh, but then again, there can be some lower um, some lower brands out there that you can get and they'll work just as good as Cobra. Yes. Now, um, I do see, um, and I don't know what the variety is, um, that uh, looks like you can get, looks like Walmart might have, I'll just say one, um, Office Depot and Best Buy. So those mm-hmm. might be a couple of other places to look at as well. Um, so now they say, most of them are saying 40 channels. Uh, what does that mean? Well, with the CB radio network, you've got different channels that you can uh, work with. So if you've got 40 channels, you're pretty much going across the band with all of the channels that are out available in your area. So it would essentially almost be like, um, I would say TV, but not TV, because you've got to be on the right channel in order to communicate back and forth. So uh, if you're wanting to talk to a wide variety of people, then you want to get uh, something like a 40-channel TV radio to just have access pretty much to the whole world. Things okay. that you do want to avoid, um, some people think TV radios are walkie-talkies. not. Right. Most walkie-talkies are no. banned between your walkie-talkies that you can share back and forth to, and they don't have as much of a bandwidth as far as mileage than the actual TV radio. Okay. All right. Because TV radios, you could essentially talk to someone across the globe, depending on the channel yeah. that you're on. But yeah, with the walkie-talkie, it's just two devices or more that you can go back, back and forth. So I think yeah. the top brands are Midland, Cobra, and then Uniden are the brands right. that you want to. Co- yeah, I see Cobra and I see Uniden mostly. Yeah, and then Midland, Midland is the. Um, like remember, I told you the little uh, weather radio that I got. Oh, Solar yeah, radio, weather, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah that's definitely. that's what. It... Yeah, All so right, yeah, so... upcoming apocalypse. You know, maybe if you want to invest in a CB radio, but then again, I was going to say there are several apps that you can download that work for CB radio. So you can download them onto your iPhone and Android phone, and I know. Some of these apps have been used in emergency situations where someone didn't have the actual CB that they can use something like CB Talk, which is an app uh, mm-hmm. that allow you to listen, listen to or communicate to with uh, people. Okay. All right. 
So, cause, yeah, like I said, you know, when when they had the uh, – and it didn't really affect me, but I know, like I said, it affected a lot of people. So when they had the um, AT&T outage the other day, the other thing I thought about was TV radio. So um, I wanted to, to inquire about that. So, right. Um, yeah. So what else – well, like I said, I, I know I have um, – one other thing, I, well, a couple other things I wanted to ask you about, but let's go ahead and take our break a little early, and then I'll get into to those things when we come back. We're here at Burton Kelso of Integral. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It's so a Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple, dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I'm your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with Burton Kelso of Integral um, talking about... um, I guess uh, detaching yourself from your tech that, you know, coming up this weekend, I forget, is it global? Burton, help me yeah, out here. What is... global, uh, global Day of Unplugging. Global Day of Unplugging. Okay, that's coming up uh, Friday and Saturday. So, you know, good time to plan. I mean, weather's great again <laughs> here. I don't know the, I don't know if it's – if, uh, and they did talk about some rain, but it's, it's Florida. I mean, the weather is beautiful again here, so good time to get out. You're looking for something to do. I know. I don't know if it's happening this weekend. I know a popular amphitheater. They usually have theater. They usually have an outdoor concert in the afternoons. Um, you can also take the um, wildlife drive this weekend. Um, if you don't know what that is, look it up. That's also on a popka, but. Uh, goodness knows, there's a bunch of stuff that you can do. Uh, plant your garden this weekend because the prices of your food are going up. So guess what? It's a good time to get started on your garden if 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 you have good weather to do that, or if you could do a patio garden too. So anyway, Burton, um, there was a little uh, ransomware incident with one of the uh, uh, um, insurance um, health insurance companies. I want to say it was United Healthcare, one of the one of their divisions or something like that. Uh, I didn't realize that we were still having that big of an issue, and and that's a little to have it ha- happen with a health insurance company is a little bit concerning because they really have a lot of your intimate in- information. Yeah, they sure do. The uh, cyber criminals are targeting more medical entities as opposed to 
uh, other entities. Financial is kind of off the books because those industries do an excellent job as far as making sure that uh, they have the systems in place. But yeah, the United Healthcare's ransomware attack uh, affected their prescription coverage. But one of the things that people need to be aware about as far as ransomware and other cyber attacks is concerned is that it's a human problem, meaning that normally what these companies will do is they'll send a phishing email and hope somebody inside the company who isn't as cyber savvy will click on it, allowing the people to come in. Also, what's starting to raise up as far as ransomware attacks our criminals are using AI voice cloning to trick people into falling for a variety of schemes. Uh, the voice cloning is a little more simpler. You don't have to hope that someone gets the email that is sent to an inside employee. You can essentially call a department, act as if you're higher up at the company, and then verbally get the information from some unsuspecting employee. So uh, that's probably what's starting to happen um, because most people now are on the lookout for a phishing email, but if uh, someone calls and it sounds like a higher up at the company, then of course you're going to follow protocol and uh, at least give out information. Now, it may not be protocol to give out information such as passwords, but again, people don't want to get fired, so if a boss calls, they're going to more than likely fall for that type of scam. Okay. So, um, you, so you say you actually foresee more of this coming uh, with healthcare systems in the future, correct? Yeah, definitely. Because um, it, uh, the information that they get is everything that a cyber criminal would need in order to, uh, steal someone's identity. I mean, you've got address, you've got name, you've got social security numbers, and, um, you know, that's what all criminals want because they're not talking about a short-term game or long-term because uh, they can send out that information for months for specific people and then just kind of roll out that, uh, roll out those attacks as far as trying to claim people's personal information. So. Okay, that and, and I, I, I don't know. It, it annoys me a little oh. bit, but just because, um, you know, most of the healthcare systems now re- ask you, uh, you know, you want to call them and you want to ask them questions, and they're saying, well, you know, we have this. Um, oh, I, I don't know the different names of different ones, but they have a system where you could go in. Uh, you can ask the doctor a question. They have your medication on file. I mean, they have, you know, they have your lab results uh, on file and your next appointment and all of that type of stuff. And, and, and so, it, it, you know, unfortunately, it, you're kind of almost forced to just put it all in there and give it all to them, you know, so. I don't know. Well, I get it because the way the healthcare system is, it's supposed to be a system that, is far-reaching and allowing multiple people to get access to uh, your information. Doctors' offices, pharmacists, uh, you name it. Especially, you know, mm-hmm. if you uh, have information with a specific insurance provider. But 
it's really, I mean, at this day and age, pharmacies and other um, medical entities know that criminals are after that information. But the problem is, is that they need to do a better job of training employees and letting them know what the latest cyber threats are. Because in many instances, and, and again, I say cybercrime is a human problem, uh, some cyber uh, departments are lax in the methods that they use to keep their company safe. Uh, same thing with employees. You know, they may not have the best training to overcome some of these cyber attacks that are coming in. And then you have to remember, too, G, that the cyber criminals that are coming in are criminals that are from foreign countries like this one uh with united healthcare the uh, ransomware group called black cat and they're based out of russia so it's not like you've got a bunch of kids sitting in the basement just trying to disrupt things you're talking about criminal organizations that are trying to make a, a dishonest living and I, I think most people need to wrap their mind that you know these are criminal actions not the actions of kids because when you think of criminal instances you're going to do things to protect yourself. For example, uh, for your home, you're going to lock your doors. Same thing with you're going to lock your car. Um, but, yeah, with cybercrime, many people are just lax in their protection methods, and so that's why you see these larger companies get hacked. Okay. So you've got to be a little bit more diligent, a little bit more, more careful. I mean, I, I remember – I mean, just the simple thing about locking your doors. My mom was uh, used to be when she I, – I don't know why. I don't know where she got it, but she was always a stickler about locking the doors. And she had neighbors that used to pick at her. It's like, that lady is strange, you know, about just locking your doors, you know, something as simple as that. But then, you know, stuff started to happen. You know, things changed, and then everybody was locking the doors, like – you know, but and the, th- the funny part about it now, you have places now in our country. You know, you see stuff in the news, and people were saying, you know, well, you know, our neighborhood was never like this. You know, we all we never locked the doors and this, that, and the other. And the thing about it is, you you just plain can't be too careful with some something even even as simple as that, or even going to the other extremes when you're talking about um, protecting your information. You know, even even that. So, right. I want to talk. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry, please. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say I want to go to a subject that you actually brought up relatively recently that um, apparently is all over the news now, and that has to do with uh, apparently our uh, shoppers' love for Timu. Oh, for T. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, let's talk about it. What do you want to know? Yeah. No, I mean, because my husband even asked me about something. About, I'm like, no, Burton said, no, don't deal with T. <laughs> so I don't, I, I, and I did at one time, I think, I think I signed up to be on their email list or something. And then right. after you told me about that, I was like, no, unsubscribe me, please. You know, just get me away from there as quickly as possible, any way you could do it. You know, because then the ads started popping up and all that type of stuff. So, um, it, it, but it can't just be Timu. But, I mean, they even had um, a, 
consumer reporter uh, that uh, looked into it and was talking about, yeah, you know, you get stuff real cheap and you can get a whole lot of stuff, but at what cost? You know, so it's one of those things you got to pay for it one way or the other, pay for it now, pay for it later. You know, it depends on what you want to do. But uh, how do we, is there a way? Uh, and I think what it is, people are looking for a way to just live their everyday lives without being labor intensive. So if you come across a particular company or something, you know, then all of a sudden you have to do the deep dive into whether or not the company is legitimate or how they're handling your information, you know. So whether or not it's a retailer or like we were talking about with the healthcare system and and um, the, the attacks that it's being subjected to, you know, is, is there, I don't know, is there a simplified way to just make sure that your information is not being, I guess, farmed out and, and abused? Well, one of the ways would be to read the terms of service that would occur with any company, but no one's going to do that. But people have to realize that cyber criminals use social engineering in order to lure you into these various schemes. Because the criminals that created Timu uh, were on Amazon. And so Amazon said, well, these are not legitimate dealers or retailers. So they kicked them mm-hmm. off. And then the idea, hey, let's uh, gather together about $20 million, create a Super Bowl ad, uh, enticing people with cheap overseas goods and the slogan yeah. of shop millionaire. And it's socially engineered. It's geared to get the bargain shoppers who really don't care what personal information they give out. And then only when it's too late, people realize that they pro- probably have not should have shopped on Timu. But it's set up as a legitimate business. But if you look at their business model, you can see that the company is not making a large profit. So then it's right. like, well, how making a money and staying in business. Well, it's the collection of data and then selling that information on to cyber criminals who are going to further try to get your personal data. And, again, it's that socially engineered mentality. Uh, well, there's too many people out there. I don't have enough money. Criminals are just going to take a look at my credit card accounts and my bank accounts and know that I'm not a target. But it's more than just the amount of money you have in your account. I mean, criminals will take any dollar amount because it's a numbers game and it all adds up in the end. And also, it's not just the financial goal. It's the goal of securing your identity to get access to other things, such as healthcare fraud, which is a thing, or other types of fraud using your identity. So it's the, the main goal with you in today's cyber age is to make sure that none of your information is getting leaked out onto the dark web because once it does, it just it just makes it more difficult to for you to regain your identity or to regain access to your stuff. So, wow. The, the other part thing too that I that I heard was, and unfortunately, we're prone to we don't want to read facts. We don't want to like you were talking about 
read, you know, what the fine print, you know, to see what's really going on with them, if they're legitimate or not. We are prone to uh, believe in testimonials, what someone else said, you know, a, um, a recommendation. Uh, and my understanding, too, was they, the, a lot of the testimonials that were out there that people were listening to or seeing were actually not real, that they were paid, you know, to, to do that. So that's the other issue as well, is that we, we've got to get back to uh, not necessarily uh, relying on just what someone says, but what that, what actually uh, is the legal. Yeah, the other thing, Dee, that I was going to say is just the amount of misinformation that goes out on the Internet now. So if um, you have people posting information, you've got so much, so many skeptics that even if someone's feeding you something true, then there are going to be skeptics out there that aren't going to think that that information is serious. And the other interesting thing about Timu is that, and Shein is another app, that um, and Shein is like one of the top fashion apps where if you want trending clothes, just go to Shein. People know it's coming from yeah. China, which isn't yeah. necessarily a bad thing, but again, it's just those apps that are designed to lure you in get you to buy products, and then the app itself is designed to monitor every aspect of your smartphone so that criminals can build a good profile of you so it's easier to get your information and um, trick you into falling to a variety of schemes. And the other thing that you should consider, too, it's the lemming mentality. If someone says it's hot, then people are just going to automatically follow suit and use the app despite all the warnings that are coming out. Yeah, because I have looked at that too. And I will say, you know, for me, part of the appeal is, you know, how they market the stuff, you know, what it looks like, um, you know, pretty, especially for women, pretty clothing, you know, not just, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm just not a, not a big jeans person per se, except for working out in the yard. You know, I do have a, a couple, but you know, it's like, and I'm, but I'm more of a, I guess you could say, girly girl. So I like the nice, pretty floral dresses and all that type of stuff. You know, the different things. So they put stuff out there that that has some sort of appeal, um, and not necessarily the quality, but they make it where, hmm, this is different. This is something exciting and new or, or just um, uh, something that I, that I don't have, you know, uh, but, it, but then, you know, you, you have to look at, you know, what, what comes with all of that. So um, there's some other ones too. I know you talked about Shein and I know you talked about Timu, but there's some other ones out there. My, and I'm just going to throw this out there. We're going to take a break. Um, my personal thing is I think that, uh, on these uh, items that are on Amazon and some other places, I and I think the commerce, I guess, department needs to address it. But I think everything that is sold online, you need to know exactly where it comes comes from, who makes it, where the parts come from, all of that stuff. I think everybody should be. I think um, you should be informed consumers, and I think you know need to know where your goods and services are actually coming from. 
Um, and I need, I think um, online they need to do a better job with that. And I think the Commerce Department needs to regulate that. Just my opinion. I agree. I agree. Um, the number, if you have a question or comment, 516-387-1944, G's Power Hour on Never Had So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I'm your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Tomorrow, we will have, returning to our show, uh, Associate Professor of Law, Mark Dorson. He is the Director of Legal Clinics and Field Placements at the Florida A&M College of Law here in Orlando, Florida. And um, they are screening tomorrow a movie called Jacinta. It's the story of a mother and daughter struggling with uh, generally generational effects of trauma, addiction, and incarceration, and the impacts on their family, especially when it, they um, get engaged and, and involved with the child welfare system. Uh, so he's going to come on tomorrow to talk about uh, the screening that happens tomorrow night. He's going to be on 1130 to, to talk about this and why this is, is such a timely um, subject. So uh, we look forward to having uh, Professor Dorothy back with us again. In the meantime, we are back with Burton Kelso of Integral. The number is 516-387-1944. What else you got for us, Burton? Uh, so let's end up and talk about uh, Texas and your state, I think, talking yeah. about about um, about if you should be able to say what you, you know, say what you want to say, say on social want. media. Yeah, exactly. First Amendment you know, uh, yeah, concerns. Amendment on social- Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the challenge yeah. is that um, what Texas and Florida are trying to do is trying to say that you can re- regulate um, social media to protect whatever speech is said. But the challenge is is that some of these companies, even though they're privately, they're private comp or not private, they're public companies. But part of the problem is is that. You know, you have already agreed to the terms of service that you can't say what you want on these platforms. I mean, you see mm-hmm. many of people get frustrated with social media saying, well, I can't believe that my post was banned or um, that it was removed. Uh, same thing when you set up your own personal Facebook groups. You'll see people complaining about their posts being taken down. And it, the, it's not always race-related or political-related. But it's certain things that are removed, like people will see posts removed of a pet 
that they're selling online. And mm-hmm. there's a variety of things that could be um, used to have your post removed, have it shadow banned, which means that it's essentially blocked. And then finally, seeing yourself being banned from a social media platform over an extended period of time. But I think mm-hmm. when you look at it, overall, it, it works. People don't want to see content that is deemed offensive on social media. And, of course, you want to keep the majority of your people happy on social media by sharing shiny, happy stuff. If you get to a bunch of negativity on a social media platform, then people are going to leave that platform. And you can see this as a result of Twitter and what they're banning and allowing on their site. And uh, it's, it's just not good business overall. And, of course, social media isn't applying to you or I more for the people who want to advertise and reach a, reach us uh, through their ads online. So I don't think, you know, I don't think what Texas and Florida is doing is really worthwhile, but it's kind of interesting to see that this battle is picking up. Yeah, we've got people that don't have anything worthwhile to do or, 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 or very short-sighted or whatever. But um, anyway, I want to, I, I you know, we, we got to keep an eye on it and see how it works out. But that's just for us, unfortunately, in Florida lately, uh, another and a long line of stuff like that they're trying to ban, you know, you know, I, I didn't, I just never thought censorship would come back in all of its various forms that it's back in now, um, like banning certain books and who can ban books and, and all that type of stuff. And then, of course, you know, you can't, you can't study my history in school, um, not at least the, the accurate versions of it. So, you know, I want to see, you know, if there are accurate versions of African-American history in the actual history books. You know, maybe we should ban some of those, you know, just a thought. Anyway, I want to, go, I want to talk about AI, or mm-hmm. I really don't want to talk about AI, but um, I know there was a story recently on the news about AI, uh, I guess, taking jobs. They interviewed this one woman that I guess she had a, a job. She I guess she went away from maternity leave, and when she came back, it was like, well, you know, we no longer needed your services, and, you know, they got AI doing the stuff, a lot of the stuff that she used to do on her job. Is there really that kind of threat out there for this? Now, the only industry that would be really affected by AI would be your copywriters, website uh, people, anybody who generates text. But, I mean, on the flip okay. side of it, you can embrace that technology and use it to help you in your business. But I think a lot of people in that industry are just so hardcore as far as when creating the written word that it needs to come directly internally rather than using an AI tool to help you generate that type of content. So, um, But I think AI will open up a lot of jobs. And uh, it's essentially uh, AI is just basically Google. So rather than you going to Google to find the information you want, you just talk to a computer, and AI just brings that information up automatically. So not self-intelligent. Uh, it's just basically scraping inter- information off of the Internet so that you can easily find answers to the questions that you may have. Okay, so your thinking is that it's going to um, do more good than harm. 
It is, and it's essentially designed to take over Google. That's why Google got into the AI space and created their own AI chatbot called Gemini, because they know that if they don't stay on top of what's trending as far as Internet searches on the Internet, then they're going to lose a lot of money. So, right. yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically five years from now, there probably won't be a quote-unquote Google. People be will be using AI to find the information that they want off the Internet. Because, again, it's easier to just say, hey, I need a recipe for black-eyed peas for New Year's Day. What do you think the best recipes are? And to bring it up, rather than going from website to website to website to find that information. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. I got you. I understand. All right. So anything in the next month or so that we need to uh, kind of – keep a watch for tech-wise? Well, you brought up AI, and uh, there's, well, three current new forms of AI or rebranding. So Microsoft now, instead of BART, or excuse me, um, Bing is called Copilot. Google has changed theirs from BART to Gemini, and then, of course, there's still ChatGPT. So you're starting to see a little bit narrowing of AI, and obviously it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, and it, it also shows that it's a more sustaining technology than, say, the metaverse, which everyone was talking about. Uh, the previous year, Apple's released their goggles, so we'll see. But I think AI is still going to be the hot thing for uh, the months to come. Okay. In the meantime, um, a plug, March 1st and 2nd. Um, Find something worthwhile to do with the time that you would normally be on the computer, okay? Or or I was going to say even on your phones maybe, but, you know, just find something worthwhile to do. You know, go go do a good deed for someone, you know, help a young person out, help an elderly person out, you know, just just make make your weekend worthwhile. That's all I got to say. Burton, thank you so much. Oh, yes, please, quickly, yes. Yes. So there's a website for Global Day of Unplugging, and it's globaldayofunplugging.org. You can go online and find out different unplugging activities in your community. Because, again, it's a global website, so you can go on. You're looking to unplug with some strangers. You can go to the website and make that happen. Okay, and I will post that on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. I just found it. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it. You have a blessed weekend. Take care. You too. Take care. And thank you all for being with us. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I'm your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed, talk with you tomorrow. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. Make it all right.